The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor show. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and I am Victor Armendariz. Yes, the Mexican guy not afraid to be an American. Uh, It is great to be here. We've got a lot to get to today, and I hope uh, yesterday you had a very uh, happy uh, uh, MLK day. I hope you were able to enjoy it. If you had to work, well, sorry. Sucks for you. Uh, But... uh, Hopefully you enjoyed it. And, you know, I just have one thing to say about, about Martin Luther King. Well, maybe a couple of things. Uh, I wish they would truly teach the legacy of Martin Luther King because a Democrat sycophant he was not. Uh, and they don't want kids, especially minority kids, to know that. Um, if you ever wanted to see the true legacy, uh, go look up Alveda King and listen to a lot of what she has to say about her um, uncle. I think it's her uncle. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, don't listen to the, the family members who trout each other out every MLK day uh, just to give all these ridiculous revisionist stories of history. Or they put out uh, just a bunch of talking points uh, just to aid the Democrat Party uh, for power because they are getting paid to do this. And, and uh, that, that may sound bad. And boy, am I going to probably get in trouble for that by Media Matters or every other Democrat organization out there. But I don't care. I don't care because you need to know the truth. And uh, Martin Luther King was an amazing guy. He really was. Uh, he did some amazing things, and, and he was not a Democrat sycophant. I mean, that's, that's just all there is to it, folks. Uh, he, would, he would never, ever support what today's Democrat Party is doing. Uh, he just wouldn't. He wasn't about that. He wasn't about wokeism. He would never be behind all this wokeism mess. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it, it, these are just some things that you can learn if you just actually really read and learn history. Um, and while you're at it, while you're at it, look up Booker T. Washington. Look up Frederick Douglass. There's a reason that these guys, the true story of these guys, aren't being really focused on by the media or your uh, <laughs> local uh, um unionized teacher. Uh, there's a reason that government schools just pretend and probably skate right over Booker T. Washington. They skate right over Frederick Douglass. Um, there's a reason they do that, folks. So, you know, if you're out there, if you're a minority and you want to teach your kids true history, then go look up the true story of Frederick Douglass and Booker T. Washington and MLK and teach them the true history of these guys. And... Um, your alliances will no longer be with the Democrat Party, I assure you, but uh, or at least make you start to question some of the leaders of today's Democrat Party because they don't have you, the minority. They don't have your your concerns really at the heart of their their um, policies. It is strictly power, the gaining of power, and somehow obtaining perpetual control in Washington. That is the purpose of today's Democrat Party, folks. It's just 
That's just true. And, you know, here uh, at On Point with Victor, I'm going to tell you these truths. I'm not going to hide from them, and I'm not going to let you hide from them if you listen to this show. And that goes for all the Democrats that listen, because, yes, we do have quite a few. Uh, they may not admit it, but they do listen, because <laughs> some of them are my friends. Uh, all right, folks, so... So I hope you had a good day yesterday. Uh, so, but we got a lot to get into. Uh, one thing I got to get into was uh, have if you if you were doubting when I tell you that Kamala Harris is the most incompetent and just dumb VP we've ever had. Well, you should probably doubt me no more if you heard the answer that that buffoon gave the other day. <laughs> I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. So I want to get into that. I want to get into uh, Trump and DeSantis. Look, folks, you're going to hear a lot. And and I, I think, you know, I can't really call this an I told you so moment because I can't remember. I'm having a Biden moment. I, I don't remember if I uh, if I predicted this or not, but I'm pretty sure at some point on a show, on one of my shows in the past few months, that I told you guys that the media was going to figure out a way to to go out, not just go after Trump, not just go after DeSantis, but to try and make you think that they were fighting. I I, I just so I can't call this an I told you moment because I'm just not 100 percent sure I said that on the show, but uh, I feel like I did. So anyway, if uh, if any of you listeners out there want to back me up and tell me, and if you remember, then uh, please by all means uh, contact me. <laughs> so you know, you listeners can always reach me through Facebook Live, uh, which is going on right now on the. America's Web Radio page. You can um, email me at uh, victor at americaswebradio.com. And those of you who are special enough to have my number, you can send me a text. So, all right. So, that's one thing I want to I want to talk about because what you're starting to hear and you're going to hear this is going to get way worse coming out of the media is you're going to hear stories that Trump is pissed off at DeSantis and DeSantis is taking shots at Trump and and blah blah folks all of this is media created all of it the the and I'll and I'll get into a little bit of that uh, in just a few so we'll definitely touch on that um, I've also got to touch on the uh, the terrorist who. Took some hostages, including a rabbi and some some Jews. You know, basically targeted the Jews at a Jewish synagogue. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that because the 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 biggest thing for you to take from this assault on the synagogue was how the FBI, your own FBI, went over uh, bent itself in all kinds of pretzels to try and convince you that this was not an attack on Jews. That somehow this was, and they were hoping that it was going to be some white dude, some white, so they could say it was white supremacy, when it was nothing of the sort. And it is it is it not funny that whenever there's a terror attack, the FBI does flips to say, oh, this is definitely not a terror attack, before any investigation is done. Somehow they just magically know without doing an investigation that there was nothing to see here, no terrorist. I mean, it's amazing, folks, and it's sad. But uh, we'll get into that, and that's going to take me into this guy, uh, this this black guy who in New York who just pushed an Asian woman to her death, pushed her in front of an oncoming metro train, and uh, and are you hearing about it? And if you are hearing about it, how are they referring to it? Are they are they? What happened? When uh, not too long ago, remember, we were being told that Asians were being targeted by Trump supporters or Asians were being targeted by white people, those evil white folks. But yet, every time an Asian is attacked in New York, well, 
you just don't hear about it. Or they're going to say it was, oh, it was just some man. Some random man pushes Asian. But because it wasn't a white person, you're not going to hear anything about their race. And honestly, folks, race should have no no say in this. Uh, this guy's a murderer, and he should be brought to justice and, and, and have charges brought against him. It shouldn't matter what color he is. But the only reason that somebody like me has to point this out is because your ridiculous 98% of the media that you listen to is out there trying to pretend that either this didn't happen or they don't want you to know it happened and they darn sure don't want you to know it was a black guy. Because apparently a black guy can't be targeting Jews or, or, or a, a Muslim terrorist can't be targeting Jews and a black guy can't target uh, a, an Asian woman. Because then there's no, there's no, uh, how do I, how do I put this? There's no supremacy there. That the black guy can't have supremacy over the Asian because that would be one minority over my, uh, another minority. You see, you're being taught through critical race theory that only white people can be oppressive. That evil white person. Uh, so it's is really, and, and it's about time. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that many of you out there are starting to open your eyes. Because you've 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 got to see what the Democrats are up to and what the media is up to, and there's proof every day, proof every day, and I'm going to go over some of it today, um, because it you really do have to start waking up, and and just looking at the duplicity that's coming from these people, look at the hypocrisy that's coming from these people, and then you start to figure out maybe you know I tell you all the time. You need to ask why. Why are you being lied to? Why are the Democrats trying to pit American against American? Why do the Democrats want division throughout our country? Uh, and then you see the media. Then you have to ask, why is the media so willing to jump? And, dude, <laughs> let me tell you something. Look, when the when CNN was covering the assault on the synagogue live, they actually had somebody on there going, oh, this is probably a white supremacy person. This is probably white supremacy. And then as soon as it came out that it was a terrorist um, with ties to al-Qaeda, then, oh, you heard nothing else about this guy, who, who he was or what he was. All you heard was, oh, he's a British national, British national. So if it, think, if it had have been a white guy, it would have been wall-to-wall coverage, white guy attacks Jews. But because it wasn't, you're not hearing – all you're hearing, oh, well, the guy was, was, a, was a British national. And they just want to run this story. They want to push it down and want to and want this story to go away as fast as they reported on it. And you really got to ask yourself why. You really do. So let me start before I get into all all of all. Well, before I get into how brilliant our vice president is, <laughs> not. Um, let me just say, uh, go ahead and say a little bit more about this, uh, the Trump and DeSantis. And what the media is doing. So, folks, there is no spat going on between Trump and DeSantis. The media is terrified of Ron DeSantis. Now, that I know I've told you. I know I've told I, I, Folks, there is an election this year. Uh, Ron DeSantis, and he's on his way to being overwhelmingly reelected to the governorship of Florida. And when he wins re-election for the governorship of Florida, he is basically your shoe-in for 2024 and the Republican nomination. Um, you can just take that to the bank. Um, not saying something couldn't change, and I'm not saying it's, it's inevitable, because nothing is. But I'm just telling you, 
if you just look at the way things are going, if Ron DeSantis, when he wins re-election later this year to the governorship of Florida, it's going to propel him to the number one guy for 2024 if he wants it. And if he runs and gets into the, the presidential race, there's a good chance that he's going to get the nomination. So for that, the Democrats and the media are going crazy. They are terrified of Ron DeSantis. Because let me tell you what you have with Ron DeSantis. With Ron DeSantis, you've got a guy who's former military, who's, I believe, Harvard educated. So he's an academic. You know, the liberals and the media and the Democrats just love academics. But he's also a guy that's loaded with common sense, loaded with logic, and loaded with experience. Not just from the battlefield experience, but experience leading a, a, a pretty darn large state. And, and what does he have in that experience? He handled COVID-19 better than any state in the union. So DeSantis is on the ascension. And the American people see it. The media sees it, and it terrifies them. Because with DeSantis, like I said, you have so much experience, so much logic, so much common sense. Um, and the guy's not afraid. He's not afraid of any Democrat, and he's not afraid of any media. And when you have that and a guy that can be focused and a guy that can stay on message, because let's face it, Trump had an issue of staying on message. <laughs> but with DeSantis, you get everything Trump was, and then you get everything Trump is not. And that's scaring the you-know-what out of the media and out of the Democrats. And when we come back, I'll tell you a little more. So uh, stay tuned. We will be back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back. So, look, the media, like I said, terrified of Ron DeSantis. And the Democrats are absolutely terrified of Ron DeSantis. And they still hate Trump. They hate Trump with a passion. So most of the people in Washington, and, and, and just trust me when I tell you this, most people in the circle in the, around Washington, around the media, they do not believe truly that Trump is going to run again. Uh, but... Some of them are worried about it. And honestly, I've said this before, and I'll say this again. If there were ever any president that deserved re-election and deserved a second term, it would be Donald J. Trump. 
Uh, so understand that if, if he were to run and win, which he probably should would, uh, he deserves it more than anyone. I just don't think from what I'm seeing and what I know about Trump, I just don't think he's going to run again. Uh, I do think he will troll the crap out of the media and he will drive them crazy uh, because he he is the kingmaker. And he is, uh, by de facto, he is the leader of the Republican Party. And by him telling or, or, or making the media and making the Democrats think that, that he's going to run again, he's keeping the attention on him and not so much on other candidates. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And I think that's what Trump is doing. Uh, but you've also got, like I said, when you when you listen to the American people and folks, look, I, I travel a lot, and uh, so I'm in Florida, I'm in Vegas, I'm in the Carolinas, I'm I'm in, <laughs> I was going to be in New York, but New York won't let me come in, so I I won't be going there. Uh, but I'm in different Tennessee, I'm in a lot of places, and the one thing that I hear the most, and this has been over the past six months. One thing I hear the most, the most common denominator, let's just put it that way, that I hear from people of, of all types, and no matter what side of the aisle they're on, is that Ron DeSantis is who they think will be the next. Well, the Democrats will tell you he'll be the nominee. The Republicans will tell you he's going to be the nominee and next president. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm in that crowd. I, I believe that's true. Uh, but, uh, but because there is the sentiment building out there, especially on the Republican side, that Ron DeSantis is going to be the guy, that's what is, is, has got the media terrified. Uh, because this guy is such a formidable opponent for the Democrats, and, and he's going to be so good for the Republican Party. Just trust me when I tell you this. Um, Ron DeSantis is just going to be outstanding. And uh, I actually feel bad for Florida because they're going to lose their best governor. I only hope. And Florida, it's your job as a citizen. In a, as a citizen in Florida, it is your job to start looking for that next person who's going to take DeSantis's place in 2024. Because you're probably going to lose him in 2024, and he's going to go and help the country. Uh, he's going to do for the country what he did for Florida. So start looking now for a good DeSantis replacement because you're going to need it in 2024, most likely, most likely. Uh, who knows? I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Uh, but anyway, so you've got Trump. And Trump, and l- let's face the other thing for Trump right now, not just that the media hates him and that and with a passion and that the, the Democrats hate him with a passion. The media needs Trump. They need him. They The media's ratings have been plummeting ever since Trump lost. So... The media can't let him go, and they won't let him go. And you're about to see wall-to-wall-to-wall coverage again of Donald Trump. And why? Why are you going to see that? Well, you're going to see that because there's polling coming out, ladies and gentlemen. And this polling is not good for the Democrats any way, shape, or form. You can't spin this. Uh, There's polling on Biden's numbers, and I have told you this before. If the media is reporting Biden's numbers to be 40, they're probably 30. If they're reporting, and now, now they're reporting them to be down in the low 30s, which means they're probably in the low 20s. This guy has a, he's failing, his presidency is failing, and honestly, if, if you ask me, what was the state of the Biden presidency and administration right now? I'm going to tell you it's an abject failure and it's done. Put a fork in it. I know we're only one year into this presidency of Biden, but you can put a fork in it. He's done. He's a lame duck. 
and and that's going to be even more true when the Republicans win huge come this November of this year because right now there's polling that are showing and and I don't know if this has ever happened before ladies and gentlemen so forgive forgive me for not doing all of my research uh, before this show but right now there's polling showing that there are more people in this country identify well let me put it this way there are more voters today identifying as a Republican than there are Democrats I don't know if that's ever happened it, in 1994 when the Republicans won big they were still trailing how many people said how many voters said they identify as Democrats versus Republican the Republican voter was still trailing but yet the Republicans won big in 94 and in 2010 the Republicans were still trailing the Democrats there were still more voters who identified as Democrats than they did as Republicans. But you saw the shellacking that the Democrats took in 2010. Well, now we're headed here to 2021, uh, 2022. And for the first time that, that I know of, the, there are more voters identifying as Republicans than Democrats. That is putting the media, and it's going to put CNN, all of those guys, and it's going to put the Democrats into 100% panic mode. I mean, they are going to be in panic mode. So because of this polling that's coming out and where you've got, not just now, now you've got more voters identifying as Republicans, you've got them willing to admit it. That's huge. That on itself is huge. Then you've got polling showing the generic ballot, Republican beating the Democrat. So a generic Republican. And what, what, what is that? What does that mean? Well, that basically means if a pollster goes out and calls up a voter and says... If you've got Republican candidate A and Democrat candidate B, who do you vote for? Right now, the polling has the, the weighted advantage going to the Republican. That's also very rare. Very rare. Usually, the Democrat's always leading the Republican. If you go back to 94, Democrat was leading. The generic was leading the generic Republican. If you go to 2010, the generic Democrat was leading the generic Republican by two points. And you saw the shellacking in 2010. Now we've got polling showing that the Republican generic ballot is beating the Democrat generic ballot. You couple that with the fact that people are starting to identify as Republicans and not Democrats. And you then you add with that, you add the polling showing that blacks are moving to the Republican Party and you've got Hispanics, browns, <laughs> are, remo- are moving to the Republican Party. This is an absolute disaster that's shaping up and coming for uh, the Democrats this year, later this year. Now, I know a lot of you out there are still worried about the election system and everything. But look, I, I've told you once and I'll tell you again, turnout will be fraud. Uh, we're never going to stamp out fraud completely. But states like Georgia and Tennessee and Texas and other states have done some good things to to make sure the election is safer and make sure the election is more fair. They've made these moves already since 2020. So that's a good thing. Now, as we head on and get into later this year in November, I am telling you and I'll tell you again, turnout, 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 turnout. Well, right now when you're looking at every measure it's going to be huge and the republican wave that's coming is going to be a huge tsunami now it could be even bigger and maybe I'll get into this later it could if if the republicans would get the number one issue and the number one issue right now that they need to be on board with is school choice. If the Republican Party on a national level and a state level would jump all on board with school choice, 
they would get more black vote, more brown vote, more yellow vote, and just more vote in general from Democrats who are call themselves independents. They were gonna they're all gonna run to the Republicans, and they would run to the Republicans on that one issue, school choice. But let me give you an example of how Republicans' establishment can absolutely shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, they can shoot themselves in the foot better than that DEA agent shot himself in the foot back uh, in some when he was given some some demonstration. Oh, I don't even want to get into that because that's just sad. But uh, but let me tell you, you you've got the the Republican establishment party in Georgia. In Georgia alone, now this is going on in other places, but this is the example I can give you because I'm seeing it every day. They are shooting themselves in the foot because the, the Republican GOP establishment in Georgia will not jump and run with the school choice issue. And why? Why won't they do it? L- ladies and gentlemen, if the Republicans jumped on the school choice issue and ran with it and dared the Democrat Party to go against school choice, have the you force the Democrat Party to look black voters, Hispanic voters, Asian voters, force them to look those voters in the eye and say, I don't want your child to have school choice. I don't want you to be able to send your minority child to a better school to get a better education. The Republicans right now can force the Democrats to look at every voter, look at them in the eye, and say, we don't want you to have school choice. We don't want your minority child to get a better education. Now look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm just right. And I do get a little bit steamed when I'm watching the Republican Party go down the road of shooting themselves in the foot when they could win even bigger than they're going to win by embracing one issue, and that issue is school choice. But so many Republicans won't do it. The establishment, so many establishment Republicans won't do it. And I can use Georgia as an example because so many of them are married to educators. And and the educators that are in the, the government schools don't want school choice offered because that's undue competition that they just don't want to face. And so the establishment Republicans just, just kind of pretend that, that that issue's not there. But it is. And it's your job. Let me tell you, it's your job as a voter. You contact every Republican that you vote for and you tell them right now, every sitting Republican in office right now, if they don't embrace school choice, that you're going to find a primary Republican to take out the establishment Republican and put a new Republican. You let the Republicans know that you'll do that. And then maybe, just maybe, they'll respond. But we're on the cusp, ladies and gentlemen, on the cusp in November of 2022 of sweeping, getting sweeping control of the House, sweeping control of the Senate, and then in 2024, winning the presidency. And don't forget, this year, not only are, are your House members up for re-election and senators up for re-election, you've got governors that will be up for re-election, and you've got state senators and state House members. All of them are going to sweep Republican. Uh, many, many of them. Let me put it that way. Many of them are going to sweep Republicans into control. But it could be bigger if the Republicans would get on the school choice issue. I cannot stress this enough. And why? Why do I want good, conservative, uh, school choice-minded, freedom-loving Republicans to win? Because 
that is the way to stop the takeover of, of Marxism and socialism that's happening right now within the Democrat Party. That's a way to stop this. Do you want to stop Biden in his tracks and his and, and honestly, it's not Biden anymore. It's it's the people behind him. And it, it's the AOCs. It's the the uh, Tahibs. It's the Omars. It's the Patricia, whatever her name is. It's those new Democrats that are shaping policy that we have to turn back. And the only way to turn them back is to give them an overwhelming defeat. And we're going to give them a big defeat, but we could give them an even bigger defeat if the Republicans would pick up the school choice issue. It is as simple as that. As simple as that. So you've got all that going on, which is why I, I, I brought up the DeSantis-Trump narrative that the media is trying to go down. And you're going to have the media going wall-to-wall with Trump stories. They, they want to try and put Trump to back to the top of everyone's mind so they can pit American against American, a Trump voter against the non-Trump voter, or, or a Trump voter against a Republican establishment voter, whatever. But that's what they're trying to do. And so the media is making up stories, making you think that DeSantis and Trump are fighting. It's not true, folks. It's not true. And we will be right back. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. So just believe me when I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, my friends across radio land, uh, when I tell you that there is no real feud between Trump and DeSantis, that this is media created, believe it. Believe it because it's going to get worse. I mean, the media is going to try and and, – and honestly, what, what the media's goal is, they want – to convince Trump that DeSantis is bad-mouthing him somehow so that Trump will come out and make a statement. And then because all Trump's got to do, you know how Trump's, you know, if you hit him, he hits back. They know that. They want Trump to believe there's something out there that that uh, DeSantis is saying 
because they they think Trump will lash out. And then if Trump lashes out, they think DeSantis will fight back. And then, boom, they'll think there'll be a fight there. And then they think Trump voters will leave DeSantis and they want DeSantis to lose this year. Just remember, all of this is because DeSantis is running for governor, not because he's running for president, if he is, if he does. It's right now it's because the Democrats are trying to wound him in his governor's race, which they believe if that if they succeeded in doing that, they believe that'll hurt him for 2024. And that that's that's what it comes down to. Politics is dirty, politics is ugly, and the media is the worst at it. So so that's what you're going to see. So, so just understand me when I when I talk to you as as Trump voters and and as conservative voters, freedom loving voters, United States loving voters, uh, liberty loving voters. Uh, I when I talk to all of you because I put all of us in a pot, and then there's the establishment Republican voter. <laughs> we all have to come together. We do. We really do. So don't let the media start pitting you against each other. Um, that's how we ended up with Warnock and Ossoff in the Senate, and we cannot let that happen again. And while I'm on that soapbox, uh, the governorship race in Georgia, I, I'm telling you candidates, and I'm talking to you, Kemp, and I'm talking to you, Purdue, and I'm talking to you, Jones, and I'm talking to you, Candace. You guys need to make sure you make it clear to the Georgia voter that you're going to stand together. And whichever one of you is victorious, your goal together is to beat Stacey Abrams. Because we, if we pit voter against voter in Georgia and we allow Stacey Abrams to win, then that means Ossoff is going to – I mean, not Ossoff. Uh, Warnock is going to win. And we cannot allow that to happen this year in November. We have to beat Stacey Abrams, and we have to beat Warnock uh, 100%. 100%. So, okay. So we must stand together. So, all right. I'm going to move on a little bit. Um, I need someone. If there's somebody out there. Actually, let me. I will say this, and this this was spawned by a listener who, who reached out just a minute ago. Uh, and a listener from Georgia who pointed out that um, they think Biden is the gift to the GOP. And you know they're right. This listener in Georgia is right. Biden is kind of a gift to the GOP. I mean, he's given every day. Um, just as Carter was a gift to Reagan, um, Obama was a gift to Trump, probably Biden is going to turn out to be a gift to DeSantis. We will see. We will see. Uh, but but it's true. Biden is a gift to the GOP. But again, the GOP, the, what they don't need to do is sit back and win by default. And trust me, McConnell, Graham, and all the other ridiculously dumb establishment Republicans that are in the Senate and in the House right now that are in Washington. Let me put it this way. All of those establishment Republicans that are in Washington and all of their consultants are basically saying, let's just stay low, not say anything. Let's don't rock the boat. And we'll all win in November. Instead of going, we have an issue here, not just the school choice issue, but a freedom issue, a liberty issue, a constitutional issue, smaller government, lower taxes. Heck, let's let's go for a consumption tax. All of these issues would propel the GOP to a bigger win in November. Why are they afraid to do it? And that's going to be up to you, the voter, to contact them, contact their, call their offices in Washington, email them, send them letters. And find out why. Make them answer to you. Because they have to answer to you. And they will answer to you. You just got to let them know that you're paying attention. Okay. Now, I'll move on a little bit. I need someone, if there's a listener out there, who can find me a translator who can translate Kamala Harris speak. 
because Kamala Harris speak, I am sorry, but I am just too far beyond her intelligence level to understand what she's saying. And I, I am not kidding, folks. If, In fact, the entire media establishment owes President W. Bush and Vice President Dan Quayle. Now, I know those are different time periods. But you remember Vice President Dan Quayle back in the 90s, and then you remember W. Bush in the in the 2000s. The media owes those two men an apology because the media and the Democrats told you and me and we the people that the dumbest people ever to, to make it to Washington was Dan Quayle, and then they told you it was W. Bush. When I'm sorry, W. Bush, first of all, had a higher marks in college than John Kerry. Uh, and Dan Quell, I mean, say what you will, the guy was not a dumb guy. But the media told you Dan Quell was the dumbest guy out there to ever make it to Washington. And then they told you W. Bush was the dumbest guy to ever make it to Washington. No, ladies and gentlemen, no. And they owe an apology to them because the dumbest person to ever make it to Washington is Kamala Harris. And she's proving it every day. Now, the other day... Kamala Harris was asked by, and I, hey, I can't believe this media person actually asked her, but it should have been a give me question to her because she should have been prepared. And anyone who, who has an ounce of intelligence in, in politics would have been able to muster together an answer. Seeing as how we have been going through this coronavirus mess for over two years, but yet Kamala was so ill prepared and she's such a dunce. She's so over in over her head she couldn't put together an answer folks and let me tell you what she said she was asked is it time to change direction uh is it and in 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 speaking about the coronavirus and how biden and kamala both campaigned we're gonna squash the virus we're gonna we're not gonna lock down the economy we're gonna lock down the virus and blah 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 you remember the campaign and and all they said was there were better they that Trump failed that you had to put Biden and Harris in because those were the adults in the room and they were the smartest people on the planet and they're going to eradicate the coronavirus. Well, we all see what's happened. More people have died with the virus under Biden Harris than they than did under Trump Pence, and we have an exploding cases of Omicron and blah blah blah. You all know the story. So. The other day, some somebody in the media actually asked Kamala, "Well, is it time to change course? Is it what? Is it time to do something different?" And Kamala Harris, her answer was something like this: "It is time to do what we've been doing, what we did yesterday, and what we're doing. It's time that we do it." That's basically the word mesh that came out of Kamala Harris's mouth. The vice president of the United States couldn't look to this guy and go, well, you know what? We probably should have done a better job with getting testing out. We probably should have done a better job at, at targeting the elderly to save them. We probably should have done a better job with targeting people with comorbidities. And we should probably stop counting cases. Because if you if you arrive to the hospital because you've got a knee injury or if you arrive to the hospital because of a car accident, and then you contracted corona, then you shouldn't be listed as a corona hospitalization because you weren't put in that hospital because of corona. You were put there for something else. But no, she couldn't say that. She couldn't say that. She couldn't say that, hey, you know what? If, if, if you if you want to get the vaccine, you should get it uh, because we do think it helps. But 
really, if you're obese, you should start losing weight and you should get in shape because the people who are faring the best against any corona they get are the people who are healthy. She couldn't even say that. What did she say? She looked at him and said, well, you know, uh, uh, we need to do what we're doing and continue to do what we did, what we're doing, and what we're doing every day. That is the word mesh that came out. I, I, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you doubted me of that how stupid this, this Kamala Harris is and how in over her head she is, then you shouldn't doubt me anymore. And I am sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful and I don't want to be mean, but Kamala Harris is not qualified to be vice president of the United States, let alone a heartbeat away from the presidency of the United States. And when we've got a current president who is 192 years old, Kamala Harris, the chances of her becoming president in the next three years is pretty darn good. And she is not qualified. But I told you before, and I'll tell you this again. When you make a choice because of someone's skin color and not because of their character or because of their experiences or because of their accomplishments, this is what you get. This is what you get. And you liberals out there and you Democrats, <laughs> you can get as mad as me as you want. And Media Matters, you can send as many emails as you want to America's Web Radio. You all know that I am right. All of you know that Kamala Harris is just not smart enough for the job of the vice presidency, let alone the job of the presidency. And how do I know that you know? Because I can see the reports coming out where most of you are running away from the Biden-Harris administration. Most of you in the media are starting to talk about another candidate that could, that could come up in 2024. You've even got the media now pointing out that Biden's an old dude. Really? Really? Where were you uh, uh, two years ago during the campaign? Uh, you were awfully quiet then about Biden's age. And uh, some in the media are even pointing out, and some d elected Democrats, you know, maybe Twitter shouldn't have hid the story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Maybe Facebook shouldn't have hid the story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, really? Where were you two years ago? So you see, folks, if you just look and pay attention to what the Democrats are saying and what the media is saying, then you will see that they are starting to try and distance themselves from Biden-Harris already. And you've got Democrats in Washington, ladies and gentlemen, who are not making any bones that they want someone else to be on the ticket in 2024. So bad do they want someone else. You've got stories now, and I told you this. Now, this is a big I told you so. I told you over six months ago that do not count out Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton will think that she's going to be the great white hope that rides in and saves the Democrats. Now, you Democrats out there and you sycophants out there, you ought to be pretty pissed that it's that it's another white old Democrat who's starting to make rumbles that they're going to be the savior of the Democrat Party. Not the black VP. Not the first black vice president. Uh, not her. She's not going to save the Democrats. You've got a Democrat Party and establishment in Washington right now that is starting to put out and push Hillary Clinton as the next great white hope. First of all, she isn't that much younger than Biden. and she, But she is as white as Biden. 
Why are you Democrat sycophants still married to the letter D? When you are told that they care about black people and they care about brown people, but yet the people that they want to save the party is another great white hope. And you're starting to see. So trust me on this, folks. Trust me. You're going to see more stories about Hillary Clinton, and you're going to start seeing more of Hillary because Hillary is going to try to position herself to swing in and be the great white hope savior for the Democrat Party in 2024. And it's downright going to be hilarious because it ain't going to be Hillary Clinton that saves the Democrats in 2024. <laughs> um, and I let me tell you. If you people in Georgia, if you Republican Georgia let Stacey Abrams win the governorship, Stacey Abrams is going to be the big hope <laughs> for the 2024 Democrats. Uh, I, trust me, folks. I know what I'm talking about. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the On Point with Victor show. You are tuned in to America's Web Radio. I am Victor Armendariz. Yes, the guy from Mexican descent that's not afraid to be an American and not afraid to put America first. So, um, man, I tell you what, this hour is going by fast. Um, but that's uh, – look, if any of you out there – Want to challenge me and tell me how, how brilliant Kamala Harris is? Please, by all means, try. Try. Uh, I mean, reach out to me and, and come at me, bro, as they say on the streets. Uh, come at me. <laughs> and you try and convince me that Kamala Harris is some brilliant, astute politician. <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow. I, I, I mean, this, this lady... And and she's a heartbeat away from the presidency, a heartbeat away from the presidency, the most powerful position in the world on the planet, even. Um, and she's a heartbeat away. And when that heartbeat that's in front of her is 192 years old, I mean, it, look, I I, <laughs> I I am not wishing ill will on anyone. In fact, you've heard me say this. I feel sorry for Joe Biden. Joe Biden ought to be retired, living out and enjoying the the last years of his life, of his cognitive life. He should be enjoying with his family before he forgets them all. And I'm sorry, but that's just true. He ought to be enjoying family time before he forgets them all. 
So shame on Jill Biden and shame on the people around him that pushed him into doing running for presidency. Shame on all the media who who propped him up, allowed him to hide in the basement and allowed this man to get elected. Uh, and, and shame on all you voters who voted for him just because you didn't like Orange Man uh, bad, uh, just because Trump offended you somehow on on Twitter. I mean, are you proud of yourselves? Do you do you like uh, massive inflation? Uh, do you like massive inflation negating any raise that you're getting this year, uh, or any raise that you got last year? Are you enjoying the ridiculously high gas prices? Are you enjoying running out of products in the stores? Are you enjoying these things? Because if you voted for Biden, you voted for all that mess. And uh, and you voted for the dumbest lady to ever hold the position of vice presidency. Um, I mean, I, you just can't make this stuff up. And 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 it is sad. It is sad that that we're in this state of affairs. This kind of affairs here in, in the United States. We have some very smart people in this country. We're Americans, by God. We are Americans. We are the kings of ingenuity. Here in America, here in the United States, here because of freedom, because of liberty, because of capitalism, this is where the world gets its ideas from. It truly is. And we've got some smart people. How on earth we ended up with Kamala Harris? Well, I do know how. And you know how. And you Democrats, you know how as well. Um, but it is, it, it is just sad sometimes when we sit back and we look at what's happening in today's world, and when we, it's specifically when we sit back and look at what's happening in the United States, did you ever believe, think about this, folks, that what one year of total Democrat control, did you ever think of what one year, how, how that could adversely affect and change the trajectory of the United States? I mean, think about it. Think about it. And I want you people out there who vote Democrat, who are listening to me, and I know you're out there because some of you are my friends. Um, think about the changes that have happened in the last year, in a, in a short year and a couple of months, or just a short year, really. You gave the executive branch to the Democrats. You gave the House control to the Democrats. You gave the Senate to the Democrats. Uh, especially you, a lot of you bozos in Georgia. Sorry, sorry, I love Georgia, but <laughs> you gave control of Washington to the Democrat Party. And in one year, look at what we're faced with. Look at what we're faced with. This is what happens when you give total control because understand the Democrat Party and their sycophants and their uh, bureaucracy control everything that is Washington. So all the policy and the direction of the United States is being controlled and pushed by the Democrat Party. And you see what, where are we a year later? Where are we? Out of control inflation, soaring gas prices, empty shelves in stores, ships sitting off the coast full of product that we can't get here, and amazing imbalance with communist China. You know, in four years with President Trump, we were bringing things back in check. That trade balance with China was being checked. And we were holding China accountable for some of their past atrocities. One year after giving Democrats full control, the balance is ridiculous. 
ridiculously out of shape now. China, once again, communist China, is just relishing in imbalanced trading with the United States. And you look at all the ships out there with all this product coming from China. The dependency that we have on China now. I mean, all of this. With, like I said, with the gas prices soaring, with empty shelves <clears throat> in stores, the supply chain issue still a problem. Um, higher taxes for everyone, higher inflation, and it's just going to get worse. All of this transpired over a year after putting Democrats in total control. And let me explain, if, if some of you out there are, are maybe on the younger side or maybe you're new to politics, maybe you just don't know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> well, let me explain it. Let me explain it to you. In 2020, in November, we gave, I mean, not me, because I didn't vote for these bozos, but so many people did and gave control, total control of Washington to the Democrat Party. And only they can be blamed for where we are right now. And now you're seeing the market responding. Go look at the stock market today. You may not want to, but if you go look at it and see how it's falling, you're seeing these. All of these things are happening because of the Democrats. Now, the Democrats will will come out and and they're going to push for more spending. They're going to push for more quantitative easing, uh, printing of money. They're going to push for all these things and, and save Wall Street probably to an extent. Probably, but Wall Street's still on a decline, and which means every American's portfolio, whether it be 401k or an IRA or a Roth, all of your savings are going to be worth less because of what the Democrats are doing right now. You got to understand that this is strictly the Democrats' problem right now, and why? Because they've got full power now. In the past. And because I know some of you, some of you may be going, well, wait a minute, Victor, Clinton had two years of all the power, and Obama had two years of all power. But there's a difference, folks. There's a difference. And I'm dead serious about this. And and you only need to look at history, and I'm going to, and let me, let me educate you, for those of you who are doubting me, and those of you who just don't know. When you look back at uh, Bill Clinton, when Clinton was was um, elected and he had two years of the of, of total Democrat control, uh, that means they they controlled the House, they controlled the Senate, they controlled the executive branch. So they controlled legislative branch, they controlled the executive branch, and they controlled Washington. Back then, you didn't have the AOCs and the Shalib, Talibs and the and the uh, Omars. You didn't have this this complete radical element of Democrats. Now you still had Democrats who wanted power um, over the goodness of the United States, and you still had Democrats who who badmouthed the U.S. But they still put the U.S. first. They they weren't ready to to push the United States into socialism and pure uh, Marxism. So there was that difference back then. And even when Clinton and his two years of full power started pushing tax increases, the American people completely rejected it. And then they put the Republicans back in control of the Senate and back control of the House. So then things could even out. And then uh, if you look in the Obama years, Obama had two years of complete control also. Now, the difference there is you still didn't have the complete radical uh, edge that we have now of the Democrats. Uh, but it was close because Obama's a pretty darn big radical. 
um, and, a, and a Marxist and a socialist. Uh, but he understood to, to remain popular, he had to at least placate a little bit to, to the middle. And he, and he did a little bit. Um, but he lost overwhelming control when he pushed through the takeover of health care. When he pushed the federal takeover of health care, the American people rejected in 2010, and they put the Republicans in overwhelming control of the House and the Senate. So there's a difference. Now, one thing the Obamas did, one thing Obama did throughout his eight years was pack Washington with a bunch of bureaucrats, Democrat bureaucrats, and then every agency, every agency in the government, in the federal government, Obama grew and grew, and he put people. He put Democrat sycophants in every agency. That's why we have an FBI today that secretly surveilled a presidential candidate and a sitting president, President Trump. You had an FBI that just the other day that could not come out and say, yes, this is a terrorist act. This is a terrorist um, Islamic radical who took a rabbi and a synagogue hostage. You have an FBI that couldn't say that. It is because of what Obama did for eight years, folks. We have a deep state that's known as the bureaucracy in Washington that is run by a bunch of Democrat sycophants who were put there by the Obama's administration, the Obama administration, um, and some of them even in the Clinton administration. But Obama took it to another level. So you had bureaucrats that, that stacked the deck, so to speak, in Washington. And now you couple that with the election of AOC and the election of Omar and the election of Tahib, Shahib or whatever her name is, and that other. And the, you've got a radical element that is act that is a thriving and well in the Democrat Party, and they're pushing out the establishment Democrats. So with that, you've got a position right now in this country where you've got completely radical Democrats going nuts, and that's causing all the problems. But there may be help on the horizon because in November 2022, we've got a big red wave coming, ladies and gentlemen. The only question is, will the Republicans get off their derrieres, grow a set of balls or cojones and grab issues like school choice and run with it so they can win even bigger? And then we can head to 2024 and we can put this country back on the right track, the track of freedom, the track of liberty, the track of justice the track of being americans all right ladies and gentlemen that with that the show is over i will see you next week you have a good time and good week and you stay tuned for locked and loaded with roger b i'm out the views opinions and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on america's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station you're listening to america's web radio on the americas broadcast network.com thank you for listening